Welcome to Motherhood Feels. Hindsight is 2020. I'm Dr. Jill Garrett, a licensed psychologist who specializes in maternal mental health and host of Motherhood Feels. Hindsight is 2020. Stay tuned for a captivating conversation with Katherine Deeb. Katherine is a seasoned mom to two adult children and an established Los Angeles birth doula, now relocated to Jacksonville after serving the birth world for around 15 years. You can learn more about Catherine at her aptly named business, Dara alla Luce Dula, which in Italian translates to bring forth or to give birth to. Listen in as she shares her journey as a mom, doula, and now grandmother, next. Hey guys, it's me, Jill. Big news, M is for Mom, a Motherhood Feels book, is out now. M is for Mom introduces healthy mental health coping skills in a rhyming storybook format. It's perfect for baby shower gifts, gender reveals, new baby visits, Mother's Day, and even seasoned moms. If you would like to stock up on a go-to baby shower gift, or you'd like to be the first to shower your patients or employees with M is for Mom, Bulk orders can be placed by contacting motherhoodfeels at gmail.com. Head over to motherhoodfeels.com to check out the newly revamped website to get a preview of M is for Mom and to check out available locations to purchase M is for Mom. And as per usual, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Five-star reviews can't hurt either. You can also follow me on Instagram at motherhoodfeels, all one word, and check out my online course before and even after baby boot camp at motherhoodfeels.com. The downloadable workbook and short videos will walk through evidence-based strategies for healthy coping with all your motherhood feels. Thanks for listening. Hey, Catherine, thanks for being here. Hi, Jill. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. So let's start with you telling us a little bit about yourself. So I am a birth doula. Uh, I'm new to Jacksonville and I um, have been a doula for almost 15 years. I am a mother of two adult sons and a grandson who's a little over two. So that's me. That's, that's That's the short version of me. Yeah, well, I thank you for giving us a short version, and I'm going to dig in a little bit more and find out a little bit more about you. But you mentioned okay. that you have been a birth worker for 15 years, um, yeah. and obviously a seasoned parent and now grandparent as well. Uh, tell me a little bit about your journey to becoming a doula. I had my children relatively young. I had my first son. Um, he was actually born in Dallas, and I didn't know anything about children. I didn't plan to have children. Um, I was in a relationship, obviously, that produced a child and decided at that point to, to, you know, continue pregnancy and have this baby. And um, it completely changed my life for the better. I have to say, like, I was probably not on the best trajectory once, once I was pregnant. And so, um, you know, I think for me, motherhood was and uh, pregnancy and everything was extremely healing. But what I did have in Dallas, I had the most incredible care provider. She was a brand new OB. And she, at the time that I gave birth, was, I think, like 37 weeks pregnant with her third child. <laughs> you know, I so deeply remember feeling so safe and supported and cared for 
and seen by her. And there was no attempt to control. It was unmedicated birth. Um, She was there enormous amount of the time that I was there. My births were relatively precipitous, but um, she was there for hours and was my primary support person as well. And this is an OBGYN. And that really made a huge impact on me. That was, a, that was, you know, one of those very profound moments. And I remember thinking, I want, like, I, I don't even know what the exact words were, like, in my brain, but there was, I, I knew I wanted to do something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Fast forward, uh, back in Los Angeles, had my second child, also had a pretty good unmedicated rapid birth experience with a doctor that actually didn't even show up. And I ended up having a birth with um, a midwife from London who was not licensed um, in the States as she was an RN and equally felt very like safe and supported. You know, at that point had decided maybe I would go into um, midwifery. So I considered going into nurse midwifery. I was going to go back to nursing school. Um, All of this happening at the same time that my relationship was falling apart, I ended up leaving that relationship, which was quite toxic um, when my kids were like one in five. And it was basically a single mom after that. So the idea of like going back through school, (laughs) doing all that training, everything sort of had to go to the wayside as primary parent. And um, so I just went back into fashion, which was my background and um, which I still like have my fingers in. I still run a business in Los Angeles and kind of lost lost my connection to that. So it wasn't until years later that my friends had started to have kids for the first time. Um, most of my friend group was, you know, they were not parents. And um, that's when I first heard the word like doula. It's also the same time frame where the business of being born came out, mm. which I think was like a little, maybe 15 and a half, 16 years ago. And I rem- and it it was just one of those moments where I was you know I'd been hearing about doulas I was watching the movie and something started to click and I was like I think I would I think I would be really interested in that and also thought that it would be a good segue into midwifery right so I wasn't really thinking of doulas as like the work that I wanted to do I thought it would be a good stepping stone and a good way to um, get familiar with birth because quite frankly I had never seen anybody else's birth I'd never been it like a friend's birth or anything like that. So um, I didn't even know what that entailed. And one of my friends that had encouraged me to look into doula work had me call her midwife. My midwife told me to call this woman, Judy. Um, Judy said, I have my last training this weekend. If you want to come, I'm retiring. <laughs> you know, so it was all like very, it like happened very fast. Like once I made the decision, it was like one of those things where sort of the universe sort of aligns, everything like falls into place. And did my training a few days later, had my first birth that week. It was kind of a crazy situation. I was like a backup, backup, backup. (laughs) Ended up actually in in an operating room, um, which I think for me was really powerful because I was coming from this camp of everybody can have an unmedicated hospital birth. Like, you know, it's like, I didn't, I didn't know. I, I didn't know what I didn't know. And so to be watching this like standing up, like watching this entire surgery, I was riveted by it. It was so fascinating. And I remember walking out afterwards and and just like that deep knowing where you're like, I am, this is exactly what I want to do. And within like probably the first six months, I realized that I did not want to be a care provider. Like that was not 
what I, but, but it was the support, it was the education, it was the emotional, informational, all of that kind of support that I, that really resonated with me and not so much like being responsible for a birth. I'm hearing this journey where you had gone from being a person who didn't even anticipate uh, being a mom to then having these pregnancies and then these births that sounded like they were like used to use your words, very healing. And then Mm -hmm. what a cool feature to have an OB and some care providers who were so ingratiated in your care, leaving you feeling so supported. And so it makes a lot of sense that you then felt drawn to this profession. And I like the way you were able to recognize with some of your experiences what worked and what didn't work for you specifically in the field. And so doula sounded like a really natural marriage of all of your interests. It was. And it was, it was, you know, and it was also like a weird time because it was the time it was just sort of this weird fringy kind of job. Like I knew a handful of doulas and (laughs) had to look really hard to find a mentor and someone to like that I can connect with and all that kind of stuff. So um, now it's, you know, every, like every other person that I meet or thinking about being a doula or whatever, which is also great, right? Because it's like, there's so many women out there having babies, you know, that need support. So. Yeah. And you and I have talked about this before where you had been in LA for a long time. I had been in New York for a long time, both cities that were a bit ahead of the curve on the birth worker movement. And now you're here in Florida and Mm -hmm. uh, working on building up the presence of birth workers here, which is great. And I'm curious, as I'm hearing you talk about your experiences, what some of your favorite parts of being a doula have been? It it seems like that should be a really easy question. I have to say that's not, it's a, it's a hard question, you know, and we've off podcast talked, you know, a little bit about this sort of state of maternity care and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, honestly, just the state of the world and you know just everything that that's going on out there and the disconnect the anger and the you know just the fear and all the stuff like that and i think you know as a doula to feel like you if you can even make the slightest change in the experience or help parents feel more powerful coming into parenthood or being able to provide resources that can really change things for people just people having a touchstone, like just somebody that's out there that they can say like, oh my gosh, my baby is not sleeping or like, what do I do? Or, you know, during the, during the pregnancy, having someone to reach out to that feels sort of like, whether it's like a birth bestie or like a, an auntie, you know, like whatever it is that you kind of, whatever role you're fitting for, for your client, um, you know, that's to me feels huge. Like just one family at a time, like yeah. just trying to, help people have like a softer place to land, you know, because everything else out there is just so, so crazy, you know, I can, if that makes sense, hopefully that makes sense. No, it totally makes sense. And it's uh, quite relatable for me. Part of what I like about my job is the fact that I feel like we're able to slow down a little bit and be a space where people can one just talk and vent about whatever's going on, 
But then to be able to give resources, being able to normalize various experiences, being able, I like this, this term, this like touch point, being able to be a touch point for all that comes with this birthing experience, which is oftentimes really fast, complicated, and there are a variety of different challenges within the system. So I can relate to all the things that you described. So you have two adult children and what sounds like a two-year-old grandchild. What has your journey in the motherhood department been like? It sounds like you went from a place of not necessarily thinking you were going to be a parent to now being, I I know from having a connection with you outside of this podcast, a grandmom who is quite active in the grandparent life. (laughs) It has been so hard, I have to say. Um, We have so much knowledge. We know, we almost know too much about everything from pregnancy, birth, postpartum care, postpartum needs, early education, you know, early like toddler, like all of that kind of stuff. And it's very hard sometimes to figure out which hat you're wearing. Like, am I wearing my doula hat? Am I wearing my grandmother hat? Am I wearing my, you know, and it's, it's sometimes hard to have like some perspective, you know, it's like, um, you know, I know that. I felt very honored to be asked by my younger son and his partner to, they were in Florida. That's how I ended up back in Florida, um, to come and support them for their pregnancy, for their birth, all of that kind of stuff. But, um, there is an emotional connection that makes it very hard to like do that work with your own people, you know, which was really humbling for me. Um, even like in the midst of the birth, it was very, like, I couldn't not be emotional, right? It's like, you have so much, you're, you're, you're so attached to what's happening to the people involved, to the baby, to the results, you know, to all the kind of stuff. It was hard to be objective and to just be there as a doula. Um, and not be there as like mom and a grandmother. And so it's like worried about so many things. That was a really eye-opening experience for me. Um, and I would say the same with, you know, being like watching, you know, people try to raise little person and having lots of opinions and, you know, ideas and wanting to give suggestions, but not step on people's toes and like figuring out boundaries and all that kind of stuff. So very challenging. Obviously, like hugely fulfilling. My grandson is precious. I adore him. Um, but also like, what's my place? Like how like how much do I give? How much do I, like where's the where's the line? You know, um, because I'm not his parent. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so yeah, so it's been it's been harder than I thought. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm hearing you talk about the need to navigate boundaries, but also this, what sounds like a bit of a loss of innocence with the knowledge and awareness that you have in your profession. So that comes with probably a bit of heightened fear um, at times. And so- I can understand what you're describing. So with your work as a doula, um, I've talked about this before. It's something that with hindsight, I wish I had been able to have with my pregnancies. What would a person who worked with you have in the support that you bring to the table? 
I practice probably a little different than some doulas. I really intentionally schedule clients. Um, I don't like to stack clients. I like to keep my my client load minimal, even though it's always like the most like financially best decision. I also know I'm I'm pretty self aware and I know my limitations and my bandwidth and all that kind of stuff and. Uh, I'm just, I don't have the nervous system to take on, you know, five, six, seven, eight clients a month. I just don't, <laughs> you know I, know, I know that about myself. And I also find it to be critical to get to know the people that I'm working with, right? It's like, there's not a one size fits all. How I practice with each person is completely different. It's, it's totally different one person to the next. I could have a client who really just wants me to like maybe show up for one prenatal at the house, like with their partner, if they have one and um, come to the birth and maybe check in with them once during postpartum, maybe come by. Um, And then that's the end of my relationship, right? That's like super professional, like very cut and dry. And then I have, you know, other clients that um, need a lot of, a lot of support. They need a lot of phone calls. They need a lot of check-ins. They need a lot more prenatal meetings. They need or postpartum check-ins, support, all that kind of stuff. Some people want tons of things to read. Some people just want you to kind of roll up, do the birth with them on the fly. They don't want to like fill their heads with information. So it's so different person to person. I don't love the like term like concierge services, but I think it is more of that sort of support. It really is. You know, I, I tell people that that interview with me, like, I'm going to really want to get to know you, you know? Um, that is how I can best support you, you know, because so much there's there's so many triggers in pregnancy and birth and postpartum and people, everybody's stuff comes up, right? It's like you're raw, you're vulnerable, you're it's super intimate. You're sometimes required to go incredibly deep. And like I like that aspect of it. Like that that to me, like I that's where I feel like can really make a difference is if I know, if I know who I'm working with, you know. That makes sense. And I think really your experience is really tailored to the relationship and the needs of the birthing person, which would be really ideal. So now as a seasoned doula, a seasoned mom, what (laughs) in hindsight, as you look back, do you wish you had known or you wish you had kind of learned ahead of this journey? I mean, it's, it's, it's endless, right? It's like, I didn't know... Um, I was just unbelievably lucky that I had the pregnancies and births that I had, like just lucky, right? It's like somewhat, some, you know, some of it is genetic, some of it is like, there's so many pieces to the puzzle. I just got lucky. That was my saving grace. What I'm glad that I did, and, you know, we've talked about this is I didn't, I wasn't overwhelmed with information, like outside information and outside opinions. And like when I was in Dallas, I, you know, I was just there with my partner. Like I didn't play a friend. I didn't know people there, like my family there. Um, so my, especially my, you know, I did a Bradley birth class, which was great. I actually still recommend Bradley. I think it's a great childbirth that um, platform. And I, my postpartum looked like me just spending 24 seven connected to my baby afraid to put him down. Like I didn't even know that I could put him down, like to even just to go to the bathroom. Right. It was like, I would carry him like this to the bathroom, try to go to the bathroom, you know, a maneuver. I mean, it was, it was kind of crazy looking back now. Um, but like, I, I was unaware that I could just like put him down. 
you know, I, and it worked for us. I was lucky to just be able to stay at home. We didn't leave the house. It was, you know, a lot of napping and breastfeeding and feeding myself and all this kind of stuff. Like all of these things that I know now are actually like really good things. Like I said, I just didn't know. And what I wish that I had had was a community of some sort. It was okay that I was isolated. Like, like I mean, I, I did okay, but I also, um, I didn't have any connection with like other moms or um, other parents or um, anything like that. I didn't have any of those kind of resources. And my second, looking back, I I think I had, was suffering from a lot of like postpartum anxiety and probably depression. Like I wish I had support. Hindsight's easy, but like looking back, like I wish I had known about like home birth or out of hospital birth, you know, because that like I was I was a great candidate for okay. those for for that sort of birth situation and for the midwifery model of care that comes with that. Yeah. Which is a lot, a, a lot more personal, a lot more time, you know, having someone that's like that you're seeing regularly, you're having hour conversations with them. They're like checking on you at like different points, very early postpartum, like keeping an eye on stuff. I wish I had known mm-hmm. any, like anything about like home birth. I didn't even know about home birth. Well, I hear how community, I think that's so important. And then the support piece are things that looking back would have been an extra boost to you. And then I think one thing that you brought up, which I hear so often, and you probably do too, just as a a mom and a a human, is people talk about how looking back, I think I was dealing with some postpartum anxiety or some depression. It's Mm -hmm. so interesting how it does sometimes take that hindsight to notice it because when you're in it, you're in it. And your insight and awareness is a little bit off. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> You've brought up a lot of really good insights. So thank you for sharing those. Before we wrap up, I want to check in with you on a couple of things. One, is there anything I haven't asked you about that you wanted to share? You know, I think that there are um, so, so many things that need attention. Like in, in our community that we're living in and our country that we're living in, like there's so many, there's so many pieces, like so many broken pieces. I, I wouldn't even honestly in this moment, like know where to start. Yeah. So I think we were talking about this before we started about mm-hmm. some of the multi layers of complication and challenge within the whole maternal uh, I, I just the whole, I don't even know what title to give it because it is so <laughs> large mm-hmm. and it's just a system that has a lot of things that could be improved. Maybe we could put it that way. Absolutely. Bro- broken was probably, you know, but like I'm in it, right. So I'm like, I'm in the trenches of it and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I'm unfortunately acutely aware of mm-hmm. things that could really use some, some tweaks. I'm going to put you in the spot here with that. And are you able to identify, and I know that it's so layered and complicated, but what are one or two or three, even small changes that you wish you would see in maybe just the day-to-day or in this whole field that you would like to see? It's so much of it starts with the birth experience, mm-hmm. right? It's the the levels of unnecessary inductions, unless unnecessary you know, surgeries. Things that, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm so deeply grateful for the medical system, by the way, too. Like, I don't want to like sound like I am like anti-medicine because 
right? It's like there's <laughs> there's millions of people giving birth that would have died a hundred years ago, right? If it wasn't for the advances that we've made. Um, I think it is that we treat um, pregnancy and birth here as as a as a medical event, and it's not, right? It's a physiological event, like death, right? It's like one of those things, and it's become so medicalized and so managed, and there's so much fear involved in like every part of it, from like fertility to pregnancy to birth to postpartum to you know great like parenting like there's so much fear i i wish that there was some piece that was more like in 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 the past where we saw people give birth all the time just like you know it's like that there was like a continuum right it's like we we see our sisters and our best friends and our like there's like this whole thing it's like normalized i would like to see so much of this stuff normalized yeah so normalization sounds like a good a good starting point um, with a big system that is in need of improvement. Um, so I will end with my final question. Your sweatshirt, though everybody else can't see it, I think it says motherhood. Whatever I can, I love to like support women's small businesses and birth worker businesses and all that kind of stuff. So I like, and I like to go out into the world with, like wearing stuff that's talking about birth or talking about parenting or talking about motherhood or whatever. It's like, it's like a way to show support for, for those things or even like start conversations with people. Yeah, and to normalize, to go back to it's your normalized. point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I thank you so much, Catherine, for being here and giving us a rundown on you, your professional and personal life and all of your great insights. Thank you so much for being here. You're so welcome. I really, really appreciate you asking me.